Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. You know, there's an old Chinese proverb that says, may you live in interesting times. And I think we could all agree that right now we are definitely doing that. And not only are they interesting, they're also anxiety-provoking. Another challenge? You and your spouse more than likely handle that anxiety differently. And that's not the only That's not only a strain on each of you personally, but it may also be putting a strain on your marriage. Spending this much uninterrupted time together is having an impact. And hopefully, you're finding some positives in this new arrangement. But more than likely, there are probably some negatives as well. And research shows that negative interactions have a lot of power to alter your perceptions of each other. So what can you do to protect your relationship now and in the future? Well, my guest, psychic therapist and spiritual mentor, Vincent Jenna, is here to help with that. So Vincent, thanks so much for coming on the show and talking about this topic that is so timely and so on everybody's minds right now. Oh my gosh, Leslie, thank you so much for inviting me to be on in order to share during this time. You're absolutely right. It's unprecedented, and it's so important that we get the correct information out there for people to use because there's so much. There's so much out there, you know, and you just people don't know what to listen to anymore. Uh, well, I know. It's, it's, it's information overload, and... You know, and it is. It's really hard to get through all the noise. And, you know, and it's funny because throughout my career, it's like I've heard stuff and I'm going, no, don't listen to that. That doesn't make any sense. I don't care if it's an expert telling you. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, but, again, I mean, it's like, it's like you read parenting books and this expert says this and this expert says 180 degrees something different and then there's somebody else like, ah, you know. And, and so it's like we have, to, we have to find stuff that fits. And it was why I have a lot of guests on your communication. Of course, you and I both know how, how essential good communication is um, in relationships. That's and right. And so I always, so I have all these different guests on to say, okay, well maybe when they listen to this guest, they'll, they'll something will land for them. <laughs> and, you know, because because we're not every, we're not all everybody's cup of tea, and you know sometimes we need to hear things multiple times in multiple ways before it actually kind of gets, in, gets into the system. Well, of course. So, so one of the things I want to ask about in, is, you know, everybody, God, the, the situation is just so unprecedented in oh so many ways. I mean, you know, people compare it to the Spanish flu of the 1918, you know, 1918, except the world was very different then. We didn't have the Internet. We didn't have 24-7 communication. We didn't have all the things that we have now. Um, so how is the current crisis creating challenges for couples? That's an excellent question. And um, here is hopefully an excellent answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, You see, Leslie, what I believe, and in my experience of working in 37 years with couples and families, as well as individuals, Mm -hmm. paying attention 
to the feelings that are, are coming out, that are arising, is essential to know what's really going on. Yes, of course, this kind of situation is going to create stress. And one of the reasons why it creates stress, because it breaks down a person's normal routine. And mm-hmm. they're comfortable with their routine and habit. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so now that we're thrown off our habit and off our routine and we have to create a different one, right, this situation, mm-hmm. this stress, plus the stress of the actual illness itself, making sure I don't get it, I don't spread it, whatever, you know, the job stuff, mm-hmm. all of that winds up pushing into your unconscious mind into that negative holding space that we have that the brain has created and it's pushing up from the bottom of that container residual residual garbage and stuff so therefore what people are going through today truly has nothing to do with just today it has to do with yesterday, and it has to do with before then. It has mm-hmm. to do with everything that you've pushed down. So now you've got a couple, and the couple, are they may be having difficult times. They're having more arguments. Mm-hmm. That is not because they're stuck in that home together, because we're not stuck in this home together. We can get out. We can walk around. One can go to the store. The other one can stay home. One can Mm -hmm. walk around the block. The other one can stay in the room, go into meditation, sit out on the porch. That is not the issue. What's coming to the surface are couple issues to start with, Uh issues that they have had, that they have ignored, suppressed and repressed, and now they're being faced with it. I have been with my wife for 47 years. I've been married to her for 42. Uh I am so blessed and grateful that if I have to stay at home, that I'm staying home with her. Right. I mean, yes, it it, it makes it much better if you happen to really like the person that you're living with. Well, isn't isn't that what couples are supposed to be about? Why are you getting into a relationship with somebody you don't like? Well, and that's the the interesting thing because, because most people don't. Most people, at least in the beginning, you know, when I always ask my clients, you know, well, why did you get married? The answer I usually get is, well, we were in love. And it's like, okay, so then what happened to that? Nothing happens to it. They weren't in love to start with. They thought they were. They thought they were. Earthly love, Leslie. They're using earthly love. That's completely different than unconditional love. Well, that's... Mm-hmm. Right. Well, would you do? Would you do me a favor? Because um, that's that's a concept that I've struggled with on and off. What is your definition of unconditional love? Unconditional love is your well. I mean, we get the definition <laughs> of love. We're going to, you know, be in all different directions here as far as 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 what we have heard. Mm-hmm. It's an it's a feel. First of all. You, you're trying to define something that we're made of. Unconditional love is not a feeling. It's a state of being. Okay, what, like we are, 
that is what we have to begin to experience. We are naturally loving. When we look at a child and that child becomes a toddler and starts walking around, that toddler automatically starts expressing unconditional love towards strangers. He goes up or she goes up to share his ice cream cone with her that's melting or his piece uh-huh. of candy. And we have to teach that child, oh, no, you don't go to strangers or you don't talk to them. But naturally, they want to, they have compassion. When their parents are sick or a stranger is sick or an animal is sick, they automatically know something is wrong. Unconditional love is a state of being where there is automatic compassion, tolerance, caring, deep feelings, all those traits that we would like to associate with a spiritual entity, a God Mm -hmm. force, whatever you want to call it, or whatever anybody believes, even if you don't believe, it is still a powerful force that carries us through everything. But we separated from that feeling a long time ago. Now what we're left with is emotional need and emotional earthly love. Uh So when you don't get to experience what unconditional love is from a child and the parents aren't nurturing that, there are expectations parents have. They say it all the time. They say it all the time. Uh-huh. Right? This is like, I, I, I expect you to good, do good in school. If you're living in this household and I'm putting clothes uh-huh. on your body and I'm feeding you, I expect you to do good. I expect you to become somebody. I expect you to call me to find out how I am. Whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. I expect cards on Mother's Day and Father's Day. Right? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. there are all those expectations. And so we're being deprived of, of knowing what that love really is. Okay, now we become adults, and like attracts like. You mm-hmm. have a vacancy, you have a void of emotional love and the true acceptance that you were supposed to get, and so now you're seeking it in someone else. Well, so is that other person, because like attracts like. So exactly. the novelty of the relationship and treating each other really nice in the beginning makes everybody fall in love, right? Okay. In that light. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh gosh, oh I love so much. Now all of a sudden things settle in, and if you're not working on your personal issues together, that's what my wife and I did for the past 37 years, If you're not Uh working on those issues, the negative side of you is going to surface in some way. And that is also going to cause the negative side of another person to arise. And, And situations, crises, make that negative side and that fear. And like I said, you're putting in new fear and it's bringing out old fear. It's not bringing out a new problem. It's, it's old issues, individual issues, and it really doesn't have to do with the other person. It has to do with you, how you're feeling and what you are, are manifesting in your outer, outer world. When I do couple counseling, it has nothing to do with how to teach that one person to listen to the other person. I teach them how to listen to themselves, but I well, do it yeah. together. And that's, and that's a really interesting thing because you know, when people find out that I do couples work, it's like, well, actually, I'm, what I'm actually doing is working with two individuals. And yes. if, I could get them to, if I could get them to stop focusing on each other and start, start focusing on themselves, which is where we have all, of, all the power exists right there. I mean, I have ultimate power to change myself. I have zero power to change anybody else. Absolutely. See, we're right on with that. And here's the funny thing about that, Leslie. As you change yourself, 
you're influencing the way the other person responds and acts. Well, exactly. And that's why I tell people, I think if you, if you change your part in the pattern, the other person can't keep doing the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, they're going to try to do the same old thing, hoping that you'll go back to the same old pattern. And I found it interesting that you were talking earlier about, you know, that, that we get in, you know, that, that our, our sense of, of, I don't know what, um, comfort is, is, has been disrupted. And, and, when I, and when we talk about comfort, it isn't that necessarily people like what's going on. It's just they're familiar with it. It's known. And, and so I don't have to think too much. I, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, even if it ends up in this unpleasant situation. And, you know, and so people That's don't right. get it's like It's like, well, you don't, you don't want to be that comfortable. Um, and to me, that's kind of what, what marriage is all about is, you know, we, we, don't want to, we don't want it to be awful, but we want enough discomfort to go, okay, how can I be better at this? Um, and well, so but exactly. You're talking about that, you know, these couple issues show up, but in fact, they're actually not couple issues, that they're actually individual issues. That's exactly what I'm saying. Absolutely. And, and, and the proof of that is when you're in a relationship, if you just take the time, this is what my wife and I do. We've been married 42 years. We don't have a perfect marriage where there is no arguments. Of course, there's going to be some arguments. But what winds up happening is we go into our own spaces and we do uh-huh. some self-examining. And it's always... It's always something within myself that Uh has been triggered. So, for example, when I was growing up, I was very tormented as a kid by my parents as well as the kids in school. So I left my youth with a feeling of that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, I'm not lovable. Okay. Uh So now I'm 65 years old, and what does that have to do with my marriage? It has plenty to do. Sometimes... Maybe my wife comes home, and this is just an example. It doesn't happen anymore. But she comes home from work. She had a hard time at work. And she turns around and she says to me, because I work from home, she goes and travels to work. And she said, oh, I thought dinner would be ready or you'd have something out for dinner. Uh And I go, well, you know, I was working too, and I was really busy. So automatically I respond in a defense. Yep. Be, and why do and then she turns around and she goes, whoa, 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 wait, do you have to talk to me that way? Why are you talking to me that way? And I'm like, wait, why are you getting upset? I'm just responding to what you were saying. And there <laughs> goes the argument. Uh-huh. And when we and you're take off to the, the mm-hmm. that's right. When when we each take the time to examine what went on. She wasn't necessarily saying in her question, oh, I thought dinner would be ready, you, you jerk, I can't believe how um, unworthy you are, but mm-hmm. I may have heard it that way because of that button within inside of me, because mm-hmm. I remember when my parents used to turn around and tell me I wasn't doing enough, when the teachers, when the adults in my life were telling me I wasn't doing enough. Now, all of a sudden, my wife winds up saying something, and maybe I had a stressful day myself, and it accidentally pushed a button. She had no intention of pushing a button, so right. it wasn't her, and, and her stressful day, she was just looking forward to coming home, and it wasn't as if she was crying 
criticizing me. She literally just thought, oh, oh, I thought dinner would be done. Okay, well, let's make it together. But I didn't right. get her, give her a chance to go there. So that's why it's the individual work rather than the couple work, the other person. She wasn't being disrespectful of me, but I respond that way. Or the reverse can happen. And people need to understand that if you don't have a button to be pushed, there's nothing to get upset about. <laughs> well, and that's, and, and, that's, and that's true. That's what I always tell people. That's like you, you're, you don't really get upset because your partner left the dishes in the sink. Nobody gets upset about oh, right. you. Right. It's like if, you, if you're upset, it's about something else. It's, a, it's like you're talking about. It's some deeper... You know, belief, value, moral, hope, fear—something, something, is, something is, has has gotten triggered, and you know, so you're going to be you're going to be talking about the dishes, but that's not what the issue is. The issue is something deeper. So I find this, you know, so you're right, and 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 these, this challenging time is really stirring up a lot of that for people because, again, there's a lot of you know, human beings do not like uncertainty. And right now we're living in a whole lot of uncertainty and, and how each person deals individually with uncertainty and risk. I just did a, uh, you know, I just did a blog post about the difference in, in risk that people right. have. Like, okay, now, now we're opening up and is it safe to go out? Okay, now have that conversation. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and you see, if you are not in a couple relationship right now, and let's say you're going through this alone, you'll still be seeing different experiences that you're having on your own, whether it be panic, whether it be um, that your extra fear of not having what you need, or that you're going to get the virus. And so you'll see it come out no matter what. Now take those same fears and be in a couple relationship, so you've got to know it's going to come out on each other in some way. The whole purpose why we set up couples to start with is to learn more about ourselves. The more intimate a relationship, the more you get to learn about your innate, deepest feelings, the amount of love you can have for somebody, the amount of compassion you have for somebody, I can do the work that I do today, Leslie, and helping others, not because of what I've received from my wife, but because of what I have felt for my wife. I never realized that there was that much love and compassion within me and caring until I've been with her. And because of the amount I have for her, I can extend it out onto others. But in the same token, any issues that I have had will come out and has come out with her. So I've learned how to work on them. And this is couple therapy. Right. Okay. We haven't gotten into the cure yet. I'll hold okay. that. Yeah, I've got yeah, some yeah, hang, great hang, hang cures on, here. I've got, to do this, I've got to do this little break, and then we're going to get right into that. Absolutely. Because that's the important part. So this is, I just need to remind people that this is Happily Ever After. It's just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking about the impact that the pandemic and resulting shelter-in-place requirements are having on couples with psychic therapist and spiritual mentor Vincent Jenna. And, you know, you may be experiencing some stress during this time as well, and yes, it's probably having an impact on your marriage. And so first, I want to tell you this is absolutely normal. And second, 
you want to be able to keep it from having long-term effects. And I can help with that. So if you're interested in making sure that your marriage just doesn't just survive the pandemic, but actually thrives, then I invite you to contact me and schedule a free, no obligation, happily ever after strategy session. You can reach me by email, Leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingmc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, and is in Nancy, C is in Charlie.com. Or you can give me a call at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. And now I want to get back to Vincent and okay. So how can, because I actually talked about people being able to come out of this thriving. So can crises like this actually have a positive effect on a relationship? And if so, how? That, wow, that's an, a very intense question. It really is. But I have to say, what is our greatest gift dealing with crises in general? Don't we, didn't we even create the saying, oh, if life throws you lemons, make lemonade? Yep, yep. Well, that's because we have the fortitude we have whatever you want to believe that it is. I happen to believe that it is a soul that thrives that we actually carry in this life. And that soul connects us to some greater understanding. Carl Jung actually called it the collective unconscious mind or the mind of God that we are connected to. Knowing mm-hmm. that we have a power, we have an ability, and everything that we experience in life can either be very positive, that boosts us up, or it hits us like a roadblock, like what's going on right now, but something always comes out of us. Now, here is the thing for couples that they need to know. First of all, never make a judgment about what's mm-hmm. good in your life and what's bad in your life from the negative perspective because chances are that judgment will always be wrong. You need to be in a good place to make a decision. That's even, I deal with with couples that want to separate or divorce, Uh and I'm Mm -hmm. like, don't make that decision while you're angry with each other. No, 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 Mm -hmm. no, no, no. The whole Mm -hmm. purpose of a separation is to calm down, is to be apart and have your time to think, think things through, feel things through. So you don't want to make a decision while you're in the middle of being upset or angry. So this whole crisis period, don't make a decision whether the partner you're with, and I'm not talking about abusive partners. There is absolutely yeah. no excuse for abusive partners. You need to get out of the relationship no matter what. That, it, it should never go there. Okay. But, absolutely. But barring that, if, if you're having some problems, you're, you're annoyed, you're, you're, you're sick and tired. I love the meme that I saw on Facebook. There's a woman who's out in the backyard in this cartoon, and she's obviously digging a grave, okay? <laughs> and okay. her husband is inside looking out the window and saying, oh, goodness, look at the new hobby my wife has started. She's starting to do gardening. and it's hysterical because you know exactly what she's doing she's preparing his grave right okay 
now is not the time to prepare your husband or your wife's grave or your partner's mm-hmm. grave, whoever it is, right? right. Now mm-hmm. is the time to get to that place of calm, to get to a centering place, to understand that the feelings, and, and this is psychologically correct, and I'm sure you teach your clients this, no person creates your feelings. Uh-huh. You're, you're the only one, and the only way that you create feelings is, is with your thoughts. A person can turn around and say you're a jerk, but uh-huh. before you wind up getting upset between that statement and you being upset, there was one of your thoughts. It may have been fleeting, it may have been automatic, but it was quick in order for you to respond. So understand, catch your thoughts, stop your thoughts about the other person, stop building a case, and get Mm -hmm. to a place of calmness. That's going to be the first step in Uh doing this. And then come to the understanding that, you know what, there's something inside of me, and it's coming out, I'm projecting it onto you, and maybe the same thing is happening to you, and you're projecting it onto me, why don't we go searching and see what that is? The greatest work you can do as a couple is self-work, but together. Okay, and this is, uh, you know, that, that, that's a really good suggestion. And so what I know, I can hear my, my audience saying, it's like, okay, that sounds really good, but how do you do that? I mean, we're Right, not, how do you, and how do you get the other person to go along with that? No, no, I, and I'm not even talking about the other person. Let's just take, let's just take me. I, I, I'm hearing this show, I'm hearing Vincent Jenna, and I'm going, okay, that sounds really good. I get it logically, but how do, I mean, some people, I think, struggle just in calming themselves down because they because you know. And what I tell my clients is, it's like, you can go away and you can and and you can feed this hurt. You can you can you can find all the reasons why you're justified in feeling this way versus asking yourself, do I want to be upset? What do I need to do to calm myself down? Two separate actions. But then once I'm calm, how do what are some what are some um, practical things. What are some specific things that people can do? Oh, if they're practical not used things. To yes, absolutely. Okay, Leslie, I, I, it almost sounded like you were asking me that that it, that's really difficult to do. And I was about ready to say we have choices in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. You just make mm-hmm. the choice to do this work. And make okay. the choice to calm yourself down. Now, if you want skills to be able to do that. Oh, there's all different types of skills. And, I mean, you can use cognitive behavioral therapy skills for that. I mean, you know, calm yourself down to say to yourself, stop and mm-hmm. stop your thoughts. Stop the random thoughts that are going through your mind, the anger, whatever it is. What, whatever is going to work for you, stop. Uh, people use rubber bands on their wrists and snap the rubber band. There are so many different techniques. What, what matters more than what you can use that yourself is make the choice is what the work actually is that you're going to do then. So uh-huh. once you stop yourself and you say, calm down, stop. That's it. That's a choice, mm-hmm. you know. We're the only creature, only animal in existence that has the capacity to do that. 
humans, not animals, no dogs, no cats, have the capacity to control the thinking or the temperament in them or the instinct in them. We do. We do. Uh We have to train them, but we have the capacity (laughs) to say, stop thinking that. Shut up. Just the same as, I'm going to give you an absurd example. Okay. You, you're driving in the car, you have to pee real bad. You <laughs> okay. can't find an open place, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people wind up peeing in their pants before they stop the car, get out of the car, and daylight pee in the middle of the street? They won't <laughs> do that because right. they're making the choice not to. Under such an urgency, they would rather pee in their pants mm-hmm. than do that. Okay. If you can use that extreme, then don't tell me you can't stop yourself from having a negative thought and stop yourself while you're in that mode. That's what gives us control. Now, there are humans who can't do that, but that is Mm -hmm. definitely a mental pathology. But the rest of us absolutely can. So whatever you need to do, stop it. Stop creating that that anger, stop creating whatever negative thought, self-talk that's going through your head, stop the self-talk. That's Mm -hmm. that's all there is. Then once you stop it, now, now you can take some constructive steps to do the rest. Now you can sit down, do a meditation. Here's the thing even about that. The, the metaphysical and the spiritual world thinks that meditation is the be-all answer to everything. Well, mm-hmm. just like you just said, you can't sit and meditate while you're in the middle of being furious. Correct. All right. You have to stop the fury. That's the same thing as rage. Look at the rage you see in people. They're mm-hmm. allowing it. They are oh, absolutely. consciously letting themselves go there to such a point that they want to hurt somebody. You can stop that before it gets there, before it gets out of control. So we're not talking about, and we may be talking about two people, you know, living together and they get so angry with each other they want to throw something at each other. Well, each of you have the chance to stop that before that even goes there. I've seen too many videos... Oh, yeah. And that's absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, truly, people, you have gotten out of control that you can't even stop yourself from going there. And I'm not saying that, that they don't. They do. We, we, we ourselves have experienced arguments that have just gone to way beyond what they need to go beyond. But what you need to do is we're talking a little bit more reasonable here. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, before you're even getting into an argument, I'm talking right now. Don't do the work or attempt to do the work while you're in the middle of a fight. Then you have to do that cognitive behavioral stuff to stop Mm -hmm. it. You need to do the work beforehand. And the reason why you know you need to do the work is because you're having any ill feelings. Maybe you didn't even bring up an argument, but you're sitting there and you're, you're, you're just, you're welling up inside. You're going, mm-hmm. oh, my God, he's an idiot. Or, oh, my God, <laughs> she's, oh, my God, she's, you know what, a B-I-T-C-H. Yeah. I can't believe this. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so you're thinking this stuff. If you're thinking that stuff, work needs to be done. Work needs yeah, to be done. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, I've heard, I've heard people say absolutely atrocious things to each other, and, and then they wonder why their partner doesn't want to, you know, come, come cuddle with them or have sex with them. It's exactly. Like, it's exactly. Like, so, and, and yes. they say, well, well, I said it three weeks ago, and I said, yes, but they can't unhear it. That's, you can't unring a bell. You can't unsay something horrible. No, it's you like, can't. And it, and it makes it's like, it's like, you know, why would you want to say that? And, and I realize, you know, and I realize that, that people are under stress. I get that. And, and again, we don't, you know, and, and, some of, and some of the usual ways that people deal with stress are not available to them right now, but there are substitutes. And again, it's what I'm hearing from you, and what what I believe is that you know there are ways that we can do things to reduce stress. I mean, I was I, I was I, this is my topic, I guess, for the week because I've had, been talking with a couple clients, and apparently I miss the guilt gene. <laughs> I tend not to feel guilty about things because because I'm pretty clear about why I'm doing certain things. So I mean, you know, my 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 grown children, you know, have 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 stories about you know where I you know I would basically I had no problem telling them no about certain things, you know, and they look at me and it's like you know you can look at me with those big beautiful eyes and I'm still going to tell you no you can't do that. Um, now I wasn't being harsh or arbitrary. I mean there were reasons. Right. I mean I had my reasons, but it's like. But people always feel like, well, well, I don't want to upset this person. And I said, so you're okay to be upset yourself as opposed to making a clear statement to your partner that, I mean, and again, not how we say things is important. To say to my partner, that's not okay with me. I'm not all right with that. But, right. but we, send, we, we spin people out of control. So is there, I mean, other than going to see you or coming to see me or somebody like us, which I think, well, that's what I'm saying, Leslie. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even saying that you have to turn around and tell your partner that's not okay with me. What you have to recognize is, hmm, if we, we here's, here's a, a perfect scenario if anybody can get control of their thoughts, all right? Mm-hmm. You say your partner is talking to you in a way that you don't like it. Instead mm-hmm. of becoming defensive back, because then he or she is going to raise his weapons right. even higher, okay, and become Absolutely. more defensive, because that's how we are as humans, you turn around and you say, okay, for you to feel the way you're feeling, and for me to feel the way I'm feeling, there must still be things going on inside of us individually. Because I know we married each other because we felt love for each other. Even uh-huh. if it was earthly love, it doesn't matter. I right. know we attracted each other because we cared about each other. But something else is happening now. And I'm not blaming you, and I'm not just blaming me, but I think uh-huh. the both of us have responsibility in it. And I think we can really gain and fix this if we work on what's really bothering us, because I don't think it has to do with each other. I can't think that I'd be sick of you, and I can't believe that you'd be sick and tired of me. It's not that. It's something else. Why don't we go digging for it and see what it is? And yes, of course. Now, here's how you relieve stress. Relieve it with your partner. My wife and I, yes. Is she doing things on her own as well? Yes. She just went out. A great thing with her sister. She did FaceTime with her sister for an hour walk today, and she did that Mm -hmm. with her friend yesterday. But then we did things together. 
and we sat outside and we made a video together to our our kids anniversary today and um and we went we go if we go to the to the store we'll do it together and we help each other find things you're supposed to be doing things together that's the whole reason why you got married you're (laughs) you're two individual columns this is the image that i learned while i was getting my psychology degree and i loved it and kept it ever since you're two individual columns and you're holding up together a roof and that it. is your now home whatever you create in that family children it doesn't matter and the world is going to at times put pressure on that roof and the 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 strength of that home and how that roof stays up is completely dependent on the strength of each of those columns. Now there are times, there are going to be times where one column may be a little weaker than the other one because either of illness, because something personally happened, whether it be at work, mm-hmm. loss of job, loss of a loved one. And that column is going to be weak, but the other one is strong enough to maintain the strength of that roof for a while until that other column becomes strong again. And it goes back and forth like that. But if that roof is caving in, it has nothing to do with the two columns are not meant to be together. It has to do with the strength of each individual column. And so there's not a dependency on each other and not an independency on each other. It's an Mm -hmm. interdependency. This term independent is way too used, and it came out of the concept of fear, the fear that I'm going to lose myself if I need your help at all. We are here on this planet together. We come into a couple relationship to help each other become more of yourself, not because of the other person completing you, because you find more of yourself in that intimate relationship, like I said earlier. So together, work on the stress. If you're feeling stress in the house, hey, honey, let's go out for a bike ride together. Let's go riding around the block. How great. Don't just always go off in your own world. You're not sharing anything, and it only seems to separate you. You want to do things that bring you together, not separate you. The world right now is trying to separate you. Don't let it win. And I love, and I love that, that visual that you gave us of the two columns with the, with the roof between them. I think that's a great, I think that's a great, um, I, I have a, a like thing about you, the house. Um, you, you know, the, and so you know, I think that's a great visual for people to take away. And can you also share with them where they can learn more about you and about keeping their relationship together? Yes. Um, you can go to vincentjenna.com, my website, and that's with a G-E-N-N-A. That's where the, all the links start. Um, and if you sign up there, you'll get receive maybe a newsletter once a month, which will have some good content in it, uh, in, informative content to help you out. Uh, I also give updates as to different events that I'm doing. I do a lot of obviously online stuff right now. So also uh-huh. going to my Facebook page. Um, I love, I just started a YouTube channel, so it's going to be like my own little television show where I have a (laughs) lot of information that's on there now that's very helpful, but also some fun stories 
And then I also am a host on Unity Online Radio, and that's where I can really get down and dirty into helping people. There's podcasts afterwards. If you go to unityonlineradio.org, you can find my show is called Stop Stopping Yourself. So there's all these different ways of communicating with me. Um, My Facebook live events, uh, I I have one coming up. Um, You go to and you can ask me a question and I'll do a psychic reading for you for free. Just this is a time where we need to help each other. And I so appreciate, Leslie, you, you sharing this and allowing me to share with your listeners. That's so great. Well, absolutely. And I want my listeners to know that while technically the word in Chinese for challenge is not the same as the word in Chinese for opportunity, it can be, you can make it be the same word. Creating a stronger, more connected marriage during this unique time is just one way to do that. And this may be a worse time overall, but having a better marriage will make it easier to get through. So thanks for joining me, and until next week, stay loving. Stay loving. 